we're going to turn to James chapter 1, read a couple of verses from there. James chapter 1, uh, that song that the band just sang, it could be the theme song for this message today. And I will put my trust in you alone. And God, I will not be shaken. So that's what I want to encourage you to do. Put your hope, put your faith, put your trust in the Lord. And he will always be there to bless us, to help us, to give, the, give us the strength that we need. Um, in anything that we're going through, whatever's happening in our life. Let me share these verses of Scripture with you. James chapter 1, verse 6. And I'm continuing on this series about hope. And here's what the Bible says. It tells us, uh, James 1, 6. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. And do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they're unstable in everything that they do. Now, last week, we talked about the Israelites, and we talked about the fact that they traveled on a journey for a long time. And when they got to the end of the day, when they got to the end of the journey, God led them to a place where there was no water. And the people began to complain against Moses, and the people began to complain against God, and God became very angry with the people. And God told Moses, he, he said, take your staff. He said, strike the rock. And Moses did exactly what God said, and God brought water from the rock. You see, God brought the people to a dry place with no water. And the reason he did it was to show them his glory. He did it to show them his power and his strength as he gave them the provision. God didn't provide the miracle because people were complaining. God did not provide. You say, well, if I complain enough, God's going to provide the miracle. That's not why God provided the miracle. God did not provide the miracle because of hopeless people. God provided the miracle because of hopeful, faithful people and because of the very simple fact that God is a gracious and God is a merciful God and he will always be with us there to help us. God, God is there that no matter what we're going through, that as our trust is in God alone, then we will not be shaken because the enemy will try to bring all kinds of things onto our life and he'll try to throw fear on us if we can, but our hope and our faith and our trust must be in the Lord. How many of you guys have ever seen a television show called My Strange Addiction? Okay, you ever seen it? I know it's a crazy program. It's, 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 it's absolutely ridiculous, but sometimes I've just got to watch it, okay? i just got to see what's going on in my strange addiction, and I find that people are eating bricks and rocks and, and sand and glass, and they're consuming all kinds of things. They're eating uh, toilet paper. They're eating uh, all kinds of They're snorting baby power. Baby, baby powder. They're eating parts of mattresses and seat cushions. They're eating rubber tires and cat food and sin. There's one lady and she's got a she's got a craving to drink air freshener. And so every day she takes and drinks some of this air freshener. 
People are eating drywall. They're eating paint. Listen to this, dirty diapers. They're eating all kinds of things, taking it into their body. Uh, cat fur, straight off the living, breathing cat. Now, a reasonable person would tell themselves, listen, there's, there's no way that that can be good for you. A reasonable person would realize that if I consume those type of things, that eventually they're going to damage my health. And, health. and, and, and really think about it. How much baby powder can a person snort before the baby powder damages that person? person's lungs. But did you know this? That every single day, you and I take toxins into our life. That you and I consume things that, that, that given enough time that they are going to destroy us. We take in bitterness. We take in negativism. And we consume these. We, 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 we allow complaining and fear and hopelessness to feed into our mind. It's just a matter of time before we take all of these uh, devastating things in our heart and soul and they begin to damage us. They begin to damage our faith. They begin to damage our soul. You see, hopelessness and fear and complaints and negativism will eventually destroy you. And not only you, it'll destroy the people that live around about you. Our faith must be in God alone. We must build our faith and our hope upon the promises of God. You say, how do I do, how I, how do, I do that? Well, get into the Word of God and build upon the things and the words and the promises of God. we got to build on faith. If you want a life full of, of faith and hope, you got to build on faith and hope. If you want a life of faith and hope, you've got to think on faith and hope. If we want a life of faith and hope, we've got to begin to talk faith and hope and walk faith and hope and let faith and hope guide us. And then not only that, but we've got to spread faith and hope every, every day that we get up. My friend, God is telling us this. Put your faith and trust and hope in God alone. Don't place your faith and your hope in your feelings don't put it in your emotions because people that place their hope and their faith in their feelings and emotion are spiritually and emotionally unstable people. But rather, our faith and hope must be in the power of God today because God is on his throne. And at some point, you and I will come to a place that is dry. You and I will come to a place that's desolate. You and I will come to a place and we'll find that there is absolutely, positively no water. And if your faith and hope is built upon your emotions and upon your, your feelings, you're going to feel like quitting and giving up. But our faith and hope must be upon God. You'll, you'll, if, you're, if your faith and hope is on your feelings and your emotions, you're going to feel like when you come to that dry place, you're going to feel like quitting. You're going to feel like giving up. You're going to feel like you are defeated. You're going, to, you're going to surely crumble and begin to complain like the children of Israel did. Turn with me real quick, if you would, if you have your Bible or a Bible app. Exodus chapter 17, verse 7. Maybe it's going to be on the screen. Yeah, there it is. Exodus 17, 7. Listen to this. Moses named the place uh, Massa, which means test. 
and the name Mirabah, which means arguing, because the people of Israel argued with Moses and tested the Lord by saying, is the Lord here with us? Now, listen, when the, when the children of Israel came to that dry place and they complained against Moses and they complained against God, God gave them a miracle. God, God gave them water to drink. It was at this place, uh, that, that Massa Mirabah, at that place. Moses named it that, Massa Mirabah. And uh, notice this, Moses did not name the place because of the miracle. He did not name the place because of the water came out of the rock. He named it because of the rebellious, stubborn actions of the people. Okay? Would have been more glamorous and glorious to name it after the miracle, but no, he, he, he named it after so he could remember that the people were stubborn and the people were rebellious. And after the miracle and after, the, after, after this, this tremendous breakthrough came a battle. You know, that happens to us a lot of times. It's like after we get through a breakthrough in our life and after we've been in a dry place and God quenches and, and refreshes us in our heart and our soul and our spirit, then all of a sudden the, the enemy be, starts to attack us again and we find ourselves in the middle of a, of a battle. Because at Riphida or Masha Mirabah, if you will, the people argue with Moses. They, they tested God there. They talked to God. And then God sent them another battle. God sent them another difficulty. You see, often God deals with stubborn and rebellious people because God, in His, in his mercy, that God, God is still long-suffering with us. You say, why did He do it? Because God wanted them to put their hope and their trust in Him alone. God was sending them another test so that they could learn about his provision, so they could learn about his power, so they could learn about his greatness, and they could see that God was with them. I don't know what you're going through today, my friend, but God, if you will put your trust in God alone, you will not be shaken. You will find, I, I don't know what, what's happening right now in your life, but, but God is more than enough if, you'll put, if you and I will put our hope and our trust in God. Let's go on to verse 8, Exodus chapter 17, verse 8. And while the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Okay, so here they are. They get water to drink out of the rock, and all of a sudden the enemy comes to attack them. Okay, after the arguing, after the test, Satan sent an enemy to attack them. Have you ever noticed that it seemed like some people were constantly defeated? Have you ever noticed it seems like some people are always going through a problem? Every time you talk to them, they've got a problem. They've got another situation. They've got another dilemma that's happening. There's a verse in the Bible that reminds of that, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 15. Solomon said this, For the despondent, every day brings trouble. You ever, sometimes life is like it. It's just more problems, more difficulties, more enemies. For the despondent, every day brings trouble. Some people's always looking for trouble, Ernest. Some people's always looking for a problem. And guess what? If you're always looking for trouble, Michael, if you're always looking for trouble, if you're always looking for a problem, there'll always be trouble, and there'll always be a problem. The devil will keep pouring it on. I don't know what happened to this group over here. You know, we got a section, this whole section is like missing right here today for one reason or another. So get on Facebook or get on the phone and call those people and tell them, say, we really missed you today at, at Life Rock Church, okay? But Proverbs 15, 15, for the despondent, everything brings trouble. 
Listen to this. Part two. Okay, this is the best part. For the happy heart, life is a continual feast. Okay, for the happy heart. Does that, does that mean that they're exempt from problems? No. But rather their trust is in God alone. Their faith is in God alone. Their faith is not in the problems. Their faith is not in the troubles because they know that God is going to be with them. For the happy heart. I want to be, I, I, I want to be like that. I want to be a happy heart today. Where I'm looking for the, I'm not looking for the, for the problem, I'm looking for the blessing. I'm not looking for the famine, I'm looking for the feast today. But some people are constantly defeated. They're expecting the worst every single time. It's another day, it's another loss. But our hope must be anchored in God alone through His Son, Jesus Christ. Let me, let me skip a little further. Exodus chapter 17, verses 9 and 10. Listen to this. Moses, so, so the enemy came, the Amalekites came to fight the Israelites. The Israelites, they're minding their own business, okay? They're, they're drinking their water. They're settled in for the night. They've been tired. They've been on a long journey. And all of a sudden, here come, the, here come the enemy to them to attack them. So here's what Moses did. Exodus chapter 17, verse 9 10. Moses commanded Joshua. He said, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow, we will stand at the top of the hill. We will hold the staff of God. I will hold the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses commanded and fought the army of Amalek. And meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. Here's what Moses did. He said, Joshua, now Joshua was a, was a tr trusted confidant. He said, Joshua, choose warriors to go fight. Here's what Moses did. He sent the faithful to fight in the battle. Moses chose, he, he said, Joshua, choose warriors that are dependable. He said, choose warriors that will keep fighting until the victory is won. Because Moses knew that the camp was full of complainers. Moses knew that the camp was full of unbelievers. Moses knew that the camp was full of quitters today. So Moses told Joshua, he said, Joshua, be very careful. And he said, send faithful, hopeful people to fight the battle. He said, send people that are victorious-minded. Send people that are God-minded. Send people whose faith is in God alone. Otherwise, we will be shaken and we will be defeated. And God is speaking that to us today, that we put our faith in God alone, that whenever the, the, the enemy comes to to fight against us and to throw all kinds of problems into our way and circumstances that our faith is in God alone. Our trust is in God alone. So we will not be shaken. So here's what Moses did. He sent Joshua with, with the soldiers. He sent Joshua with the warriors to fight the enemy. He sent Joshua with an army full of hopeful, faithful people to fight the battle. And Moses went to the top of the hill to encourage those that are fighting in the battle fighting the battle in the valley below. He went to the top of the hill. Notice this. Moses took faithful people with him to the top of the hill. Moses took people. He took he took Aaron and her to the top of the hill. He took people that was going to encourage the soldiers below that were fighting. He did not take complainers. 
We got, a lot, we got a big problem in the church in America, okay? Because a lot of times we put people in leadership because we, we said, well, they're business people. They're businessmen, so we put them in the leadership. It's not because they're, they're trusting God. It's we just like their resume. We say, well, they're a business person, and so we want to put them in leadership. Moses was not looking for those kind of leaders. Moses was looking for leaders whose trust was in God alone. He was looking for people that would not be shaken. He did not take the complainers to the top of the hill. He did not take immature leaders to the top of the hill. He did not take fearful people to the top of the hill. He took those men, Aaron and her, that were full of faith and they were full of hope and their trust was in God alone. And he took people with him that knew the battle was the Lord's. Praise God. Don't shout me down today, okay? Don't shout me down, all right? Careful, careful. Don't do it too much, okay? We got to be careful. There's some of us, we we can't figure out why we always feel defeated. There's some of us, we can't always feel like we, why in the world do I always feel discouraged, okay? Why in the world do I always always, uh, feel like giving up my Christianity? Well, we're hanging around with the wrong kind of people. We're taking the wrong, wrong kind of people to the top of the hill with us. There's nothing wrong with being friends, okay? But there's only certain people we take to the top of the hill with us. You got to take someone that's going to encourage you. You got to take someone that's going to strong in the faith, that's going to lift you up, not tear you down, and not going to say, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. Why in the world are you living for God? God's dead. Don't hang around with people who tell you God is dead. Don't hang around with people that, 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 that constantly belittle the word of God and the commands of God. Don't get away from them. They will destroy your Christianity. They'll destroy your faith. You cannot hold up to that. But you've got to find people that know the battle is the Lord. You've got to, you've got to be with people whose trust is in God alone. And then you'll not be shaken. You see, leaders also need a good example to follow. Because warriors learn from leaders. And if the leader is fearful, the warriors would have been fearful. Whenever Moses said, I'm going to the top of the hill, Joshua, I want you to take the army down in the valley below, and you fight, you take, you take good warriors down there, you take faithful warriors down there, you take diligent warriors down there, you take warriors down there that are, that, whose trust is in God, not the complainers, not the fault finders, not the grumblers. You take the army down there, and I'm going to take faithful men to the top of the hill. And when you, when you think you can't go any further, look to the top of the hill, and we're going to be standing up there, and I'm going to lift the banner high. They went there. You see, if the leader is a complainer, the warriors will be complainers. If the leader is immature in the faith, the warriors will be immature in their faith. If the leader is a fault finder, the warriors will be fault finders. He didn't take those kind of people up there with him. He took people whose faith was in God alone because he knew they would not be shaken. He knew that they would stand tall. And so Aaron and her. 
They were full of God. Their faith was in God. They didn't, Aaron and her, they weren't worried about circumstances. They weren't worried about tens of thousands of other warriors that were coming to attack. Moses' leaders were fearless. They were hopeful. They were faithful. They were in agreement to fight the battle, to finish the battle, to win the battle. That's very important because there's a lot of us, there's a lot of us, we want, we're willing to fight the battle for a while, but we're not ready to finish the battle. Whosoever endures till the end. Whosoever endures to the end, okay? We're, I don't know if you guys know this. We got steel coming up. They're putting the foundation, they're putting this structure up over a building. It's, it's incredible. It's awesome. You need to go over and take a look. 2811 Rock Quarry Road, drive over by there. By the end of this week, that whole building ought to be up by the end of next week, end of this week, all right? You ought to go over and see that. And I was thinking about it this morning. It's like, it's, now listen, we talk about this all the time. A building's just a tool. It's not an end within itself, okay? It's just, a, it's just a ministry tool, but it's a home base for us, okay? So it's very important, and it's like we can see the finish line on this building. It would be ridiculous right now for us to tell all the contractors, forget it, we decided not to build the building. It'd be ridiculous for us to call the bank and say, hey, we're calling the project off. It's a, we're not going to do it. We, we, did, we changed our mind. And we're not going to do it. We, the finish line is in sight. There's some people, and they give up. The finish line's in sight. This is no time to quit. This is no time to give up today. But rather, we've got to begin, continue to press on, not just to be willing to fight the battle, but to finish the battle and to win the battle today. And so here's what Moses did. Moses held up his staff, and I'm going to stop in just a moment. I have a, lot, I have a ton of information, but I'm going to stop in a minute, and I can pick this thing up back next week. Okay, Moses held up his staff to encourage the warriors. Now, my friend, we cannot be ashamed to hold up the banner of God. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, he said, I will draw all men unto me. Okay? I got a, one time somebody told me, they said, hey, so-and-so's over here at the hospital. Do you think you could go visit them? They don't know Christ, their personal Savior. And uh, they're in really bad condition. They're almost in a coma. Okay? So do you think you could try to go over there and maybe they would be awake and maybe you could talk to them? Because they're getting ready to go out into eternity. So Debbie and I went over there to the hospital. And she stayed in the hall. Okay? And of all things, I went and walked in this guy's room. He was not in a coma. He was sitting in a chair wide awake. I thought, wow. And so this is my opportunity. And so I start talking to this guy, and I'm, I'm talk, telling him about the, the plan of God, the plan of salvation, it, you know, challenging him to accept Jesus Christ as personal Savior, to get his heart ready to, to meet the Lord as he goes, prepares to go out into eternity, you know, and, and prayed with the guy, and the guy accepted Christ as personal Savior. And I walked out of the room, and Debbie goes, man. I can't believe how loud you were in there. Everybody up and down the hall could hear what you were saying. I said, babe, I don't care. <laughs> I said, I did. I went and saw that guy a couple of days ago. He's in a coma. Today he's sitting in a chair. And I had one chance. I had one. Listen, we got to lift up the banner. There's some of us, and, and no one even knows we know God. There's some of us that no one even knows we love Jesus Christ. 
Jesus said, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, you say, what's happening in the world today? I'll tell you what's happening in the world today. There's few, too few Christians that's lifting up the banner. We're ashamed to lift up the banner. We're ashamed to tell people about the love of God. We don't have to change people. I'm not saying we're going to make people change. The Holy Spirit does that. We just tell them the truth. We lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, if I be lifted up, Moses said, I'm going to the top of the hill. I'm going to the top of the hill. I've, I've got to stop. I've got to stop, and we'll, we'll go on next week. He went to the top of the hill to encourage the warriors. He went to the top of the hill and said, listen, guys, you fight below. I'm going up there. And when you get discouraged, I want you to look up. I'll be up there. I'm making intercession for you. I'm praying for you. I'm encouraging you today. And it challenged the warriors to go and to fight. Not just to fight the battle, but to finish the battle and to win the battle. The battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. I will put my trust in thee, O Lord, and I will not be shaken. You say, Pastor Bob, I just feel like quitting. I just feel like giving up. Well, your hope and your faith is in everything else. You got to get your hope and faith in the Lord, in the things of God, in the promises of God today. Trusting God. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's happening in your life. I was talking to, we went down to the retreat. We went down to the, to the retreat, and uh, was down there, and I was talking to a young lady that was down there. Well, she was actually a lady that I, we went to camp with, and I was talking to her about her grandfather, and now he's 91 years old, and, and he's been a pastor, he's been a minister for many years, and, and I was just thinking about his life, I was thinking about the battles that he had fought, and, and how he had worked so diligently and faithful for God, and uh, thinking about the great reward that he's got in heaven. And I know many times it seems like the battle is difficult. It seems like we come to a place and it's a dry place. And we pray and we trust God and then God gives us that breakthrough. And then right on the heels of that breakthrough, the enemy comes and gives us another battle. We say, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, continue to keep your eyes upon the Lord. Continue to trust in God. Continue to believe in God. Because if God did it yesterday, he can do it today. Praise God. Amen. If God gave you breakthrough once, he can give you a breakthrough again. If God did it for Moses, God can do it for you. If God did it for David, God can do it for you. You say, well, that's Moses and David. Listen, my God is not a respecter of individuals. Okay? If he did it for one, he can do it for another. Praise God. And God is, wants us to put our hope and our trust and our faith in him. And hold on to him. No matter what is happening in our life right now, we're holding on to God. We're trusting in God. We're believing God today. Amen. And we love God. We're going to have a time of prayer. And if you need prayer, we certainly want to invite you to come and, and have prayer today. And there will be those that would come to come, 
would, would want to come and pray with you. And in fact, I'd like for some of our prayer team members, if they'd come and get ready to, to stand and, and stand up front here, and they would be willing to pray with you today or lift you up or to help you today or to encourage you this morning. But God sees your life. God loves you today. God cares for you. God is more than enough to help you. God is more than enough to sustain you. And we've got to begin to fill our heart and mind with the things and the blessings and the promises of God because the devil will try to throw all kinds of things upon us today. And we're going to trust in him and we're going to walk with him today in faithfulness and in hope and in love and stand upon his word today. Amen. Let's pray. And after we conclude, if you need prayer, I want to challenge you to come today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we're just going to thank you. We just give you all glory. We just give you all praise today. We thank you, God, that you are working and you are moving, God, in our midst this morning. And, God, there are individuals, and, God, we have, we've been going through struggles in our life. There, there are individuals here, and every day seems like a day of despondency. There are some of us, God, and it seems like it's one problem after another problem, and it's one valley after another valley. And it's one circumstance after another circumstance, and we're like that despondent man or that despondent woman that you talked about in Proverbs chapter 15, that every day is a problem, and every day is a heartache, and every day is a misery. But God, I pray, Lord, that as we put our trust in you, that we will have a merry heart that doesn't seek the famine, God, but we're going to have a merry heart. We're seeking the feast. We're not seeking the problem, God. We're seeking the blessing today. We're going to begin to live and walk and talk and act in faith. We're going to spread faith and hope wherever we go because there's people that we meet. God, as you lift us up, we're going to lift someone else up. We're going to build someone else up in their faith, dear God. We're going to be a mature leader. We're going to be a mature warrior. God, we're going to be someone that others can count on for encouragement and hope and blessing. Right now, God, bless us and touch us and minister in our life right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we give you all glory and we give you all praise. In Jesus' name, God, touch your church. Touch every man, every woman, every young person, every young adult, every teenager that's here today, God. Every child that might be in this building today, touch them, bless them, encourage them. Lift them up today, God. Help us. Help us, God, to surround ourselves with faithful people, with hopeful people, with encouraging people, God with people that's going to speak life and truth into us rather than cynicism and negativity. God, let us be surrounded by people that's going to talk about the goodness, your goodness, and your provision in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. If you're here this morning and you did not know Christ, your personal Savior, I want to challenge you to come. We're saved by grace. It's a free gift of God. And if you're here and you need to accept Christ, please come today. There'll be those that would love to pray with you. If you're here this morning and you need a breakthrough and you need a healing or you need a miracle, I want to, I want to challenge you to come this morning. There are those that would be here to pray with you and lift you up today. Maybe you want to just stand. I'll tell you what, would you just stand with us this morning and just begin to praise and, and just celebrate in your own way, in, in, in the way that you find the most comfortable. Begin to bless the Lord as this band plays and sings today. And just take a few moments, just take a few moments and just think upon the greatness of...